Hi, and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Booby Girls, where you can check out all of our bonus content, including our behind her eyes booby serials that we're currently in the middle we're of. Almost recording. done. Almost. <laughs> Quick series. It's only six episodes. So you'll catch all of those on Patreon. And this week we are covering The Hunger Games, the first in the series, which I'm super excited about uh, doing another series after doing Harry Potter, which I, you know, you know, I This loved. is <laughs> not as daunting as Harry Potter. Yeah. Harry Potter was what, seven an, books, eight movies? Yeah. And like long books too. Right. Yeah. It's definitely not as long of books, which is good. And um, as many. And as many. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so the book was originally. Pop- um, I have a title oh, sorry. for this one. Ooh, I this forgot. <laughs> um, well, one, I feel like we should, <laughs> we should whistle about this one. Oh, I'm a terrible whistler. I'm a really whistler. bad whistler. Yeah. I was like, I tried it the other day. I was like, oh, I can't do This is do the it. best I can do. <laughs> I had to like suck in instead of <laughs> blowing <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't know if I have the tune. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, no, you don't. Nothing. Yeah, you I can't, can't do it. Either. I'm too breathy, too breathy. But I, of course, had to go with "May the odds be ever in your favor." <laughs> I mean, yeah. What what else? Or would you go with? Happy Hunger Games. <laughs> I feel like you would make a really good Effie trinket. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So the book was originally published September 14th, 2008, and it's written by Suzanne Collins. It's a day after or day before my birthday, actually. Now that I think about it, <laughs> um, it has a Goodreads rating of 4.32 out of five, and it's 374 pages. And the movie came out in 2012, so it was after... That seems... Oh, okay. I do remember when this came out because I had... I was working in radio in Seattle. Mm. Well, they used to do these all the time, like these movie junkets. Oh, um, okay. And like premiere, movie premieres uh-huh. and stuff. And I remember I was like a couple of years into my radio career, like, you know, super bottom level. And we had to do... Like the stars of the movie were coming to like sign autographs oh. at this place, and I kept remember being like, "What is this? <laughs> like, who are these people?" Yeah. Like, and I, and then we went, and it was just like packed. Oh, with I'm sure. People, so. I remember back in the day when like celebrities actually came to radio events right. or like came to the radio station. Yeah. Towards the end of my career, at least you're still yeah. in radio, but like I feel like nobody comes into radio anymore. No. It's like, oh yeah, we'll do like a Zoom call with you. Right. <laughs> well, and I mean, I'm sure they did this for the first one. The later True. on, not so much. Because I remember even in, with Twilight, like they did a couple, we did like a signing at Hot Topic or something. <laughs> and it wasn't the stars, but it was like the, the bees and the, the bees and the seas. But these guys actually came out, but they were pretty bees and seas when this movie came True, out. True. So anyways, so it came out in 2012. It's rated PG-13. It's action, adventure, sci-fi, and it's two hours and 22 minutes long. It's directed and co-written by Gary Ross. And this is actually his only Hunger Games um that he directed. I are we doing a thing like we did with Harry Potter, where each one will get a new director? I, I think the, I think the next at least two are the same person. Okay. So I think he I think for some reason he just didn't get on to the other ones. Right. But he has directed um, movies like Pleasantville, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Even though it has Tobey Maguire in it, I still <laughs> love it. Also, Tobey Maguire he did uh, Sea Biscuit and um, Ocean's Eight, which is the female Oceans, which was not good. Yeah, so, you know, he's a hit-and-miss type of guy. <laughs> True. 
So the IMDb synopsis reads, Katniss Everdeen voluntarily takes her younger sister's place in The Hunger Games, a televised competition in which two teenagers from each of the 12 districts of Panem are chosen at random to fight to the death. I like how you pronounce Panem. How do you pronounce it? Panam. Panam. <laughs> is it? Wasn't there like a um, an airline called Panam? Yeah, it was like, like back the, in the day. Yeah, it was like the international one. I think yeah. they did a. They tried to do like a TV series about it. Like oh, I remember. It yeah, didn't, yeah, I don't yeah. think it got past the pilot yeah. though. Totally random, but I was listening to uh, to the audio of this while I was reading mm-hmm. it, and the um, the narrator has like pronounces things very interestingly. Hmm. Um, with Panam, I think she was like Panem, and I'm like mm, I don't. <laughs> quite think that's how it's said but there's a lot of like um actually a lot of names and stuff that doesn't actually get pronounced in the movie so like pan i don't even think they say pan am in the in the movie or maybe once but not as much as as much yeah and even some of the characters you never even hear their names true maybe further down in the other movies anyway so some interesting facts um each book in the hunger games trilogy has three sections of nine chapters each um the author suzanne collins said that this format comes from her playwriting background, um, which taught her to write in like a three-act sequence. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to keep an eye out for that for the future books. Mm. I'm sure that'll be interesting. Um, She says she drew inspiration from the series, both from classical and contemporary from a classical standpoint, she used Greek, myth- Greek mythology and gl- the gladiator games as her um, inspiration. And then for a contemporary feel, she went with reality television, which I thought was interesting because <laughs> yeah. it's I very mean, it much kind of game is, show yeah. style. Um, so I like that. That was interesting. Um, the three finger gesture that's used to express the unity in within the re- rebellion has been mm-hmm. used in real life protests in Thailand and in Myanmar, I think is how you say hmm. it. So I thought that was interesting. Um, in August 2012, the series ranked second, exceeded only by Harry Potter, mm-hmm. um, in NPR's poll of the top 100 teen novels, um, which asked voters to choose their favorite young adult books, which I get it. Usually most things come after Harry Potter. Well, we even did a poll on our Instagram yep. before we did Harry Potter, and this came second to Harry Potter. Yep, so. Exactly. Um, on August 17, 2012, Amazon announced the Hunger Games trilogy as its top seller, surpassing the record previously held by the Harry Potter series. Huh. So it did, did eventually, I guess on Amazon at least, um, surpass Interesting. the uh, well, sales. Well, I almost her. feel like because this is a little bit later than Harry Potter, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah. maybe I feel like people have shot way more on Amazon now then true they they probably bought more bookstore harry potter true well and you got to think you know i grew up with harry potter so did Mm -hmm. you this is a little bit older so but you still have that young audience that's looking for this type of book so that's probably why it did well um the hunger games trilogy has been sold in 56 territories and in 51 languages to date how about farsi do we know i don't actually do the look at that that's so (laughs) I feel like that me. would not be on the list, but I could be so wrong because because more often than not, these types of books are banned in Iran. So True. the chances of them being translated into Farsi are probably mm. unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, um, this is kind of all encompassing of the series, but um, a prequel novel was uh, released last May um, 2020. You got it, right? I did, and I read it. Um, it's called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, and it's about the early days of the Hunger Games featuring a young president snow who we huh. see in these books and movies it's about his his life and his you know him coming up into the world of the did Hunger you like Games. it i actually really liked it yeah. i was i was kind of skeptical and kind of worried um based off of my experience with harry potter having mm-hmm. read cursed child granted that's a sequel it's a sequel it's a forward um 
type of a, a book. But yeah, I was really nervous, but I actually ended up really, really liking it. And it's funny because no surprise to anyone, President Snow in these books and movies are is a, a terrible antagonist and right. he's just a horrible human. So it was nice to see him in that protagonist role of like mm-hmm. a like a nice kid growing up so did you find out how he turned into a horrible person Um, let me guess bad parenting well i don't want to give anything away (laughs) for those who haven't read it but i suggest reading it (laughs) so the movie uh obviously it's loved by everyone as an 81 percent on rotten tomatoes which i would think it'd be higher than that i feel like it probably was at one point like i think i read one review that was like i just looked at rotten tomatoes and it's at 100 percent. so i feel like the longer the movie goes on on, that's fair you know the hype dies down so people are really yeah. will share they're their actually opinions. saying what they really feel about the movie yes. as opposed to just pretending like yes, they've read it exactly the budget was 78 million um and it it grossed worldwide 694 million dollars wow so it did pretty well wow <laughs> I, f- I feel like i should have had you do like a compare and contrast of all of the stats compared to harry potter because i'd be curious we, like, uh, we can do it at the end and see okay i mean harry potter cool. has more movies True. so it's gonna be True. I, but it'd be interesting to see like the differential between the budgets yeah. and and whatnot yeah, for sure. so uh so on february 22nd um the year the movie came out um only four weeks before the movie released uh lionsgate began pre-selling advanced tickets mm-hmm. uh, not only did the ticket sales break the one-day record um originally held by twilight eclipse um but it also accounted for 83 percent of ticket sales on that day everywhere wow isn't that crazy that is crazy this is not one that i did like the midnight screening or the early screening i think harry potter was really the only one that i like went full force like had to see it right when it came out (laughs) you should ask a boyfriend right how many midnight screenings he's seen oh i can't even imagine superhero movie ever one there's a zillion of them (laughs) so uh i read that there was actually a swear jar on set um that the director didn't really like it when when they when they when they swore and and i guess half of the contributions came from jennifer lawrence which is not surprising that is not surprising (laughs) at all um so there was some some people the one thing that some people don't like about this movie is the camera work Mm -hmm. um that especially during the hunger games itself it's kind of like a little shaky. Yeah. Um, but it was done um, on purpose and that the director said that he did it um, mainly because it had to do a lot with the urgency of what was going on and he wanted to reflect Katniss's point of view. Um, and he didn't want it to be like super polished and one didn't want those like static, you mm-hmm. know, cameras going on. So that's why he did it. And I didn't mind it. I appreciated it actually. Like I agree in those instances, you kind of want to feel like you're in it with yeah. the person, um, almost like you're on a ride or something. Well, and I like this better than like a Blair Witch. Type well, yeah, stuff that's where all... that makes you nauseous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't. I didn't know if I should bring this up here or later, but we can kind of go into it here and later. Um, but the death order is very different than mm. than between book and movie. Um, I wonder why they chose to do that. I mean, not that it makes really much of a difference to the plot line yeah. to do that. Well, and even so, I, I read somewhere that the way that it was set up the cornucopia set up Mm -hmm. um they couldn't fit all 24 kids in the shot so there's actually only like 20 i think in there oh that's funny so i think there's some that we don't even see at all so that might have something to do with that doesn't surprise me at all i do think i i noticed that like the counts for each Mm -hmm. day death was about the same like the first day i think 11 people die and like so on and so forth so i don't know why they chose to change up the the (laughs) The order who knows (laughs) um and one last thing to mention so 
a lot of this this shows up a lot in almost every single bad review, mm-hmm. um, especially from the movie buffs. There was a Japanese movie in the year two thousand called Battle Royale, okay. which everyone says that this movie ripped it off. Oh, like people are pissed about it because supposedly they were supposed to make a American version of Battle Royale, and oh. then this came out, so they weren't able to do to do it anymore. So the synopsis of that movie is forty two students, three days, one deserted island. Welcome to Battle Royale. A group of ninth grade students from a Japanese high school have been forced by legislation to compete in the Battle Royale. The students are sent off to kill each other with a no-holds-barred game to the death until one survives. Interesting. Well, if we're being, you know, specific, technically Suzanne Collins would have ripped them off, not necessarily the movie, because the book came first. (laughs) Right, true. So, and what did you say? The the book came out in 2003? Or 2008. Yeah, Yeah, so this movie was in 2000, so. I don't know. All right, so let's talk about the cast. Um, I'm going to go with most most of the ones that you think I'd talk about today. We've, yeah. We'll introduce some of them a little bit later. Um, but obviously, Katniss Everdeen, the main character of this whole series, played by Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, this was probably her biggest role to that date of when this came out. Yeah. Um, she has an Oscar for Silver Linings Playbook and Oscar nominations for her roles in American Hustle, uh, Winter's Bone, and Joy. Um, I love Jennifer Lawrence. Do you? Do you not like her? I don't not like her. I don't love her. She has, um, I don't know. I feel like when when you get like her falling down the stairs mm-hmm. and this, that, and that, like those are the moments I really like her. Oh, um, see, that's when I feel like she's putting on an act. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's to me, not to that extent, but you know how some a lot of people don't really like Anne Hathaway because they mm-hmm. think she's like playing a part every yeah. time she's out in public or whatever. That's what I feel like with Jennifer yeah. Lawrence. She's funny. I'll give her that. But like, yeah, she's just, I don't know. Well, I like she, her acting though. I do think she's yeah, a good actress. Yeah, she, she was initially reluct- reluctant to take this role um, because of the popularity of the book franchise. And she knew that by taking this role, it was going to take her down a different career path because she initially wanted to do like indie films mm-hmm. and do stuff like that, which I can totally see. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, she ended up taking it. She was- I don't feel like it hurt. <laughs> her career no, at all. No. Um, she was paid for the very first movie, the high fee of $500,000 for nothing. the first movie. Um, it took her three days to accept the role um, because, again, she was very, mm-hmm. you know, against reluctant it. against it. Um, however, the second Hunger Games movie, she was paid $10 million. That is quite a jump. 20 times the initial offer. That is quite a jump. That is wild. (laughs) Um, She is the, um, as, uh, she is actually the highest paid actress in the world in 2015 and 2016, um, with her films grossing over 5.5 billion worldwide dollars. Um, And she has been cited as one of the most successful actresses of our generation based on how much money she's made. I would agree with that. There were a few years there right around that time Mm -hmm. where I felt like she was in every movie. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's Jennifer Lawrence again. Yeah, I I feel like I haven't seen her in much recently. Yeah. But um, she was also 22 when she was filming this Mm -hmm. movie and she had to play a 16-year-old, which is another reason why she didn't. Right. But I'm sure she's totally okay with it taking it as of right now yeah <laughs> well just that jump from movie one to two the, the yeah. salary is crazy um there's some other people like they talk about brie larson wanted this role um, i could see that abigail breslin no thank uh, you no thank you there's like i mean there were some heavy hitters that were up for yeah. these for this role so it sounded like you know maybe they didn't want to go someone who was 
totally well known at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if Brie Larson had this if she would have gone into the Marvel universe. Because I feel like when you do not. two big franchises like that, like that's a lot. Yeah, probably not. I don't know. Interesting. So, all right, so we'll move on to Peta Malark. Everyone, everyone loves Peta. <laughs> I mean, I haven't met anyone who doesn't. I don't like Peta. Why? <laughs> you don't like his character? You don't like Josh Hutcherson? Uh, a little bit of both. <laughs> a little bit of both. Okay, so you're not Team Peta, evidently. I am not Team Peta. <laughs> uh, well, we know Josh Hutcherson from, he was the voice of the main boy in the Polar Express that we covered mm-hmm. last Christmas. Um, he's in Bridge to Terabithia and Journey to the Center of the Earth. Really hasn't done too much even after this has okay not, with that yeah him uh, <laughs> funny enough though um him and jennifer lawrence are both were both born in kentucky um which is a state um of very rural poverty and coal mining very reminiscent to district 12 which i thought was um which was funny yeah um and he also reportedly put on 15 pounds of muscles the three weeks prior to filming this to make him more physically um accurate to what it was how he was described right because he's supposed to be extremely strong yeah <laughs> he's not like my favorite actor but i buy him in this role i don't know he's fine i i he, he suits the role of Peta because i also don't like Peta. so it's like this works <laughs> if there was an actor that i liked playing this role it would not be okay for for me i would be like no like that doesn't make sense <laughs> okay again not team Peta. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to Gail. Uh, Gail Hawthorne. Team Gail. Team Gail. <laughs> I do feel like Gail doesn't get much of anything in this first movie. No, I'm actually surprised we're talking about him now. And I not- know. Well, I feel like I can't not. Like, I can't yeah. not. So, um, but obviously played by Liam Hemsworth. Um, Gail is the love interest left behind, basically, kind yeah, of. we're like a best friend than a love interest, as of right now, as, as of, of right book now. one. <laughs> um, but obviously we know him from the last song. He's in The Expendables 2, and he is little brother to... <laughs> the, the lesser of the Hemsworths. <laughs> you know that there's three of them? Yes, well, no one talks about the other one. No, but it's funny, the third one actually plays... Um, actor Thor in Ragnarok. Oh. <laughs> so he like felt... Oh, I'd have to go back and yeah. watch that. So... Chris is just so superior. I know so we're not talking superior. about him, but he's so superior. <laughs> I will physically fight anyone <laughs> that tries to tell me differently. Don't we... Didn't, don't we have a... Or you now have a coworker that thought Liam is yeah, cuter? I yeah. I will physically fight We her. won't name her. She's pregnant now, so I can't physically fight her, <laughs> but I will. I'm like, I don't understand it. I don't. But anyway, anyways. but Liam was fine for this role. Yeah, and we get way more out of Gale. Yes. It, in the coming in the coming movies uh caesar flickerman (laughs) is played by the beloved stanley tucci yes love him from the devil wears prada he has oscar nominations or oscar nomination for his supporting role in the lovely bones which we will cover at some point hopefully soon i love that okay we'll put it on the list it's it's a tough one it is but it's a very good book um i love stanley tucci they make him look very young in this I think it's all the makeup to make him look like plastic and That's like true. he's true. had and Caesar's work done. Like I don't even know how to describe. Like Caesar's the like, he's the, like Oprah. the MC. <laughs> yeah, he's like the like the I don't know who's the guy always who always used to do like the Olympics. Chris Harrison. No. <laughs> Al Roker. No. Well, now I think um, I don't know. Anyway, that Anderson guy. Cooper. No, it wasn't Anderson okay. Cooper. I think it was that guy. I think it was Matt Lauer, and then he got oh, in trouble. Yeah. So, you know. Anyway, yeah. um, that's what I look at. Because I really look at the Hunger Games, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about it at, at a certain point in this movie, but I look at it like the Olympics, really. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Um, the Olympics, you don't kill each other. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I mean, I thought he was perfect for yeah. this role. I Agreed. loved him. Uh, next character is Effie Trinket. 
who is like my favorite character. I love her. Um, played by uh, Elizabeth Banks. Um, she was in the new Charlie's Angels. Uh, she's her voice is in all of the Lego movies, and she's also in uh, the Pitch Perfect movies yes. as like one of the anchors, which I love. She actually doesn't. This is one of the characters that you don't. They don't actually say her name. It's never spoken in the movie. Which is ironic because in the book, she's referred to by first and last name every time right. she's talked about. <laughs> right. And literally no- yeah. nothing at all in the, in the movie. Um, I love what they, how they portrayed this character. Mm-hmm. I thought she does a fabulous job. Totally. She almost is that character when you look at her, you're like, ooh, she might be evil, but she's not. Like, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. she ends up being, you know, a beloved character. And she does, I love her. She does the eccentric really well, yes. in my opinion. Yes. And I thought she did a great job. Uh, next character is Hamish uh, Abernathy, mm-hmm. played by the kooky, kooky Woody Harrelson. <laughs> uh, he's in one of my favorite movies, Zombieland. Has uh, an Oscar nom- Oscar noms for his roles in Three Billboards Outside of Ebbington, Missouri, uh, The Messenger, and The People vs. Larry Flint, which are movies I've never even heard of. Have you seen the movie Seven Pounds? With him? No. It with I think Will Smith's in it too. Um, he's really oh wait good. no I have yeah, yeah. He, I think he's blind in that movie. Um, I loved him in that movie. Yeah. Anyway, that's a good movie. Not talking he's, about that, but he is one of the most fascinating people. If you if you watch him yeah. in interviews, mm-hmm. you're just like, you are a freaking weirdo. But it's just like it's like a beautiful mind type moment. He's very you know he's a I mean? genius, but like very quirky, like you yeah. said. Um, I think he's in one of the seasons of True Detective too. Now mm-hmm. that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I really like him. I thought yeah. he was good for this role. I thought he was too because I mean he, you know he's. He kind of looks like a drunk. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He doesn't look all there half the yeah. time. So I thought he was good. Um, Cinna, who is the stylist, I guess, mm-hmm. of, of the tributes, is played by Lenny Kravitz. Meow. Uh, right? <laughs> um, so we have seen him a, a couple times in movies. He was in Zoo, in the in two of the Zoolanders. Really? As himself. Oh. Um, which I feel like never really counts as acting if sure. you play yourself. Um, but he also was in the movie Precious. Uh, that was actually the role that Gary Ross saw him in and was like, that's who I want to play this role and didn't even make him audition. He was just, he just gave him the role. Yeah, he just gave him the role. That's nice. So <laughs> I love, I love Lenny Kravitz. I do too. Um, and we all know that his ex-wife is now married to Jason Momoa. <laughs> right. And his daughter is Zoe Kravitz, who's right. awesome. Um, uh, I think in the book, they say his eyes are supposed to be like a bluish green or mm-hmm. something, which unfortunately, or fortunately, however you look at it, yeah. Lenny's eyes are brown, but yeah. um, he just had that like smoldering look. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> well, and it's so like ironic that this is the character he plays because he's dressed in all black mm-hmm. completely, but we all know Lenny Kravitz for like his eccentric outfits, yeah. which he then gets to portray on these tributes, which I thought was really cool. He actually um, got, he had his um, daughter Zoe tell him kind of more about mm-hmm. the story because she had actually read these and he had no oh. idea what this really was. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, speaking of eccentric Lenny, do you like long-haired Lenny or short-haired Lenny? Short. Oh, really? I like yeah. long-haired Lenny. I have a weird thing about that, you know, with, um, yeah. what's his face too? Steven Tyler. I'm yeah. all about the long hair. I, don't know. The... <laughs> I like, I like some, there's something about some clean shaven men that I, I clean shaven with a beard is that, is like my, that's not clean shaven then. <laughs> You know, Just like a tight cut. cut, a tight cut, I okay. should say. There we go. Um, last character I really wanted to touch on was is Rue. Oh, Rue's such a beloved character. Um, but uh, but played by uh, Amanda Steinberg or Stenberg, um, who we have covered in The Hate You Give yes. and Everything Everything. This was actually her first real role in in anything. Um, 
and she yeah. did exactly what she needed. I to mean, be. we've gushed over her enough as it is, but I absolutely love her, and she's so cute in this. She was so young, mm-hmm. but like still, from this point, you can tell she's going like she's got the chops right. to be an actress. Yeah, which I love the only other character I was going to touch on, but she's not a big enough role. Is the girl who played Clove, who is another tribute in the movie that Katniss actually. Um, she fights when she goes back to the cornucopia uh-huh. again. Um, is played by Isabel um, Furman, who was who she had actually tried to take the role of Katniss, um, but they said that she was too too young for that role, and then went out for the role of Prim, and they said that she was too young for that role. Too old for that role. She, she was too old for Prim, uh-huh. too young for, for Katniss. Katniss. Um, but. If you've ever seen the movie The Orphan, which is a horror movie, okay. she is the orphan. Oh. <laughs> and is the most one of the most terrifying characters I've ever watched because she's actually like a 50-year-old woman playing this like in this child's body. Oh god. And it's so disturbing and there's no way I could have seen her in this role. <laughs> this is why I don't watch scary movies. <laughs> yeah. So, once I saw her face, I was like, no thanks. <laughs> but anyway, so we'll bring up more characters as it comes along, but those are the main ones you got to cool. hit the first time. All right, time for who said it. I feel like a couple of these are going to be easy, but we'll start you off slow. <laughs> All right, first one. Destroying things is much easier than making them. Katniss. Yes. Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> Next one. Katniss, the girl who was on fire. Oh, gosh. Uh, Caesar. No. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you positive? Well, he may have said it. But I'm sure Sin- he said it. Sinna said it first. Okay. <laughs> Next one. Here's some advice. Stay alive. <laughs> hey, Mitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is great advice, if you ask me. Uh, last one. Don't die for me. You won't be doing me any favors. All right? Katniss. No, it was PETA. Telling Katniss not to die for him. <laughs> Oh, see, I would never think that she would die for him. <laughs> but so. he doesn't know that she wouldn't at this point. <laughs> Poor Pita. I know. Not really, though. <laughs> All right. Your options for F. Mary Kill. Unfortunately, they're still young, so I can't pick the main um, character. That's so we fine. went with some of the older ones. So your options are Hamish, Effie Trinket, and Cinna. Okay, well, I'm marrying Cinna because he would keep me looking great all the time. True. And he'd be like a champion for you, really? Like he really would be. Like your number one fan? He would be. He'd be like, you know, encourage me out the door every yeah. day. Like, and I'd be dressed well. Right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and kill Hamish because I just <laughs> <laughs> can't. I can't. Um, and we will, uh, we'll bet some odds on, uh. Uh, on Effie. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to agree with you on Cinna because yeah. obviously, uh, but I'm going to actually have to kill Effie. I think she's a little too like high pitched and like me for me. And the makeup. <laughs> and the makeup and the whole look. It's just, yeah. yeah. Um, and I will bet my odds on, on hate Mitch. <laughs> mm, okay. I like your answer though too. I Thanks. like your answers better. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. Um, this is actually the very first movie that doesn't start out with a scene of Katniss. The rest mm. of the movie starts with, I was like, with Katniss. In, in all movies? Or no, like... Yes, in every movie. <laughs> no, the first movie of the series. Gotcha. That, so it actually starts out um, with Caesar and... What's his name? Uh, I, I forget his name. He's the game maker. The game maker. <laughs> um, they're, they're doing like this interview about the Hunger Games. Uh, and it kind of comes in and out in this first in these first couple scenes. Um, but that's how the movie opens up. But then we get to see District 12. And it really starts off with Prim 
um, Katniss's little sister being scared that her name is going to be picked. And Katniss is like, don't worry about it. Your name's only in there once. <laughs> the odds so, are not. Or the odds are in your favor. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but the ta- we find out, we can see right away that the area is really, really poor. And Katniss actually is going into the woods with her bow to go hunting. One of the things that they don't really touch on a whole lot in the movie is how they she's not allowed to hunt. Right. It's against the rules to go like beyond the fence of their district, yeah. which is what she does to go hunting. So she's out there in the woods. She's trying to, you know, hunt this deer. And then Gail actually distracts the deer and it runs off. So then when this is where we get to meet Gail. <laughs> um, and Gail actually, uh, we find out that his name is in the bowl 42 times. Yeah. Um, they don't talk... Well, in a little bit, Katniss ends up saying to her sister, like, don't take the extra food. It's not worth getting your name put in more. Mm -hmm. But at this point, they don't really say why Gail's name is in there 42 times. Right. So when you turn 12, your name gets put in once. And then each year you are allowed to take rations or whatever they're called um, in exchange for, I think, is it six or seven times your name gets put into the thing on top of like just getting your regular yearly. Um, and start. he's, I believe he's 17 or 18 at this or no, maybe he's 16 too. I don't know. Um, but he, that's how he's done it because every year he's had, he's the oldest in his family. So he's had to take um, the, the L basically <laughs> yeah. in order for his family to eat. Uh, and once you're 18, you're no longer in the, in the running. Is right. The, you become too old to yeah. participate, I guess. I would just, I'd be so skinny. Cause I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I just won't eat for a week. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, but we see that she ends up catching what a bird or something while mm-hmm. they're hunting. And she goes in, uh, to like exchange this in this little area, exchange of the bird. And there's a woman there who ends up giving Katniss a Mockingjay pin. Um, which is, becomes very iconic of the whole series. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Katniss gets home, she... Hold on, I'm going to stop yeah. you there, though, because that's not how she yeah. gets the pin in the book. Um, in the book, she actually goes... When she, they're trying to sell the the what bird or whatever, they run into the mayor's daughter, mm-hmm. who they've kind of you know, known throughout the years or whatever. Um, the pin is actually hers, the, the mayor's mm-hmm. daughter, and she gives... Um, the pin to Katniss. That's how she kind of gets the pin in the book, which... Not just some random lady. Right, which I don't know if either way it makes sense, but no. they chose to change it. Uh, but when Katniss gets home in the movie, she then gives the pin to Prim um, t- for protection, for luck. And I'm like, Katniss, you should have held on to her right. <laughs> Um So now we see that there's this big stage going up in the middle of the district. All of the kids are starting to line up in front of the stage. Boys on one side, girls on the other side. And this is where we get introduced to Effie. We don't know that it's her because we don't (laughs) ever hear her name. Um, But this is where she says, happy Hunger Games. May the odds be ever in your favor. And then we find out that this is actually the reaping. Mm -hmm. Is what they call the reaping, which is an awful name. It is. It's terrible. (laughs) But this is where they choose one boy and one girl. Um... From each district. From each district for the Hunger Games. And in the book, doesn't Hamish show up at the reaping? He not only shows up, but he drunkenly falls off the stage (laughs) and makes a whole scene. Which, important to note, these uh, reapings are televised across all districts Mm -hmm. for everyone to see kind of who the chosen ones are. So it's like really embarrassing for the district because Hamish is the only winner from this district Mm -hmm. and he's acting a fool, basically. (laughs) So I was sad that we didn't get that in the movie. Uh, But they end up playing this like video from the Capitol 
and it's talking about the war that had happened, the uprising, and the Hunger Games, really. Um, do you want to just briefly say exactly what the Hunger Games is? Yeah, so basically, um, the so the world that we're in right now is like a future state of North America, um, and there was like an uprising, and in order to basically make people like... Do what they, yeah, yeah, for peace's sake, which I don't think it's really for peace's sake, but um, they created these to essentially not only rid, pe- rid people from the district, really, but to um, show the power of the government over the people to say, yeah, it's funny that you think you have power, but like we control you and this is how we're going to show you that we control mm-hmm. you by basically throwing young children into a a game and, right. you know, fighting to the death, <laughs> which is hilarious sense. because... Ever since this book and movie has come out, like there have been so many references to things being like, like the, the Hunger, Hunger Games, Games. Yeah. which I think is so funny, <laughs> um, but also like terrifying if this was actually right. real. So yeah, uh, well, and the districts are all so there's twelve districts. District, district one being like the richest, mm-hmm. and then one through twelve going down. Right. Um, there's also a the ruins of a District thirteen oh, that yes. no one supposedly lives there. Um, it was basically. Ext- destroyed d- destroyed and extinct um after i would the- just identify with, with if i was in 12 i was just like you know what i live in 12 but i identify as district 13 uh-huh. so then they can't put your name in because they don't put anyone's name in i don't think 13. you can identify because like i said it's it's <laughs> essentially not a district anymore That's so <laughs> you can't claim it <laughs> okay so speaking of the districts mm-hmm. um we took a little quiz from BuzzFeed. So, I mean, it's very accurate. <laughs> there were some funny questions. There were some really <laughs> funny questions. Um, so, BuzzFeed has a quiz that says, you know, answer these mm-hmm. 10 questions and we will put you into a district. So, we did it. Yep. Um, so, very interested to see what district you would end up in. Uh, so, I was chosen to be in District 4. S- same year. No way. Same here. How funny. Um, I actually wrote down the uh, description if you want me to Oh, read yeah. It. Go ahead. So, District 4, um, if you're a member of District 4, you belong in District 4 like Finnick, which we haven't met Finnick yet but we will in the future you are resourceful and know how to make the best out of any situation your adaptable nature makes you a great person to have as an ally i feel like that describes both of us i would agree with that i'm actually shocked that we both got I the same one too. well i thought it was funny because like some of the questions are like what jennifer lawrence do you like best <laughs> which one did you pick <laughs> the one where she fell yeah definitely <laughs> Uh, but what were some of the other ones? It was it like, was like which Disney princess would you um, like mm-hmm. have as your ally? Which I picked Pocahontas, which I'm sure I did too. Yeah. So. Well, and then there were some other ones that were like in the in the Hunger Games. What would you do? Like, what would be your first action? Oh yeah. And I said hide. Oh, I said <laughs> what did I say? Oh, I said go for water. Mm. Um, then there was like, uh, what would your like ability be? I picked mm-hmm. invisibility because like, oh, I did that too. If they can't see you, they can't shoot at you. Right. So <laughs> yeah, so that's funny. But it's yeah. on Buzzfeed. If anyone wants, yeah, to, it's really to do fun. It. I should have boyfriend radio. Super it quick. To see what he would, <laughs> what he would have got. I feel like he'd be a, I don't know, like a random one, like a District Ten, <laughs> lower than us, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, so we're at the reaping, and because this is how the universe works, um. Primrose ends up getting her name chosen. One out of a zillion names. Which is funny because they talk about how there's like a thousand names. Yeah. And then it's like this little fishbowl with like maybe 50 names in it. Like, the, are we at like a raffle and they just like randomly? <laughs> like, I feel like they could have made that look a little bit more like cumbersome yeah. of it. You know? So mm, I don't think that's the right word. <laughs> what do you mean? All then? encompassing? Sure. Cumbersome means like 
I don't actually know what it means, but I don't think that's it. needs it to be bigger. Whatever that <laughs> word is, it needed to be bigger. There was about 50 names in that yeah. bowl. Um, so anyways, but because Prim is so young, Katniss is like, no way. Like, would you do this for your sister? I don't like, have a sister. If so you I had a younger sister. I'd like to think that I would, but who knows? I don't think I would. <laughs> I don't think Perfect. I would. I think I would be more well suited to like take care of my mom. <laughs> because at this point, Katniss volunteers as tribute she's like i will go in for her um and this is actually the very first volunteer that district 12 has ever had mm-hmm. um and then you think to yourself well yeah who the heck would volunteer yeah um we come to find out later that some of the other districts have career tributes mm-hmm. where it's like their goal is to go and do that and they're trained essentially yeah it's wild <laughs> So anyway, so this is where we also see where all of the girls put their, the three fingers up at in solidarity for what Katniss um, had done. Uh, then we find out that Peta Malark has been chosen for the boys. Uh, I remember, cause I read this, no, I read the book after I saw the movie um, a while ago. And I just remember being like, why wasn't it Gail that was chosen? Like, I was so confused. <laughs> like, you get introduced to this Gail guy, and we're like, okay, there's like, something going too on. too perfect for it to have been Gail. I know, I know, but it was just kind of, like, weird. I was like, oh, like, who's this guy? Yeah. You know, I don't know. But anyways, we find out that they're basically taken straight from the reaping uh, to go to the Hunger Games. They only get three minutes to say goodbye to their families in the movie. In the book, they get, like, an hour to say goodbye. Yeah, she meets with, like, her mom, her sister, Gail, um, Peta's dad for some reason Bring, I think brings her cookies <laughs> yeah the the girlfriend or the mayor's daughter shows up like she meets with a bunch of people and like yeah. in the movie it's very like frantic like we gotta go we gotta yeah, go we gotta go <laughs> yeah because in the movie she it's just really Gail it's Gail her mom and her sister are the mm-hmm. only ones that that come in and pr- this is where Prim gives back her pin yes. and says you need it <laughs> you I need do. it more than I do <laughs> so so yeah so this is where um, Katniss does now have the mocking jerk mocking jay pin back um we then they basically from the goodbyes with their family they get put on this like crazy train and it's like has the most glamorous food the most glamorous drinks that these kids have ever seen in their life and this is where we actually meet hamich uh, not drunkenly on the stage, but drunkenly on the train. <laughs> and this is where we find out that he has won the Hunger Games before. Um, but he's drunk and he's basically zero help at this point. Yeah. He's like, I can't really do anything to save you. So good luck. <laughs> so good luck with that. Uh, but he does kind of start a little bit. Like the next day, he's like not as drunk. Yeah. So he's kind of helping a little bit. But he says that one of like the most important parts of the Hunger Games is to get people to like you. Mm-hmm. And if you get people to like you, the sponsors will help you out through the Hunger Games. They can send you different things throughout the game that will help you stay alive a little bit longer. And that's one of the big things that Katniss is not good with. She's not a good people person. Not at all. Her bedside manner is like a fat zero. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But they do arrive to the Capitol. And this is such a... um, an interesting scene because they, they pull up to the Capitol and there's thousands of people there cheering these kids on mm-hmm. and Peter's hanging out the window waving like a celebrity. And Katniss is like, these people are like excited to see us die. Right. Like, I'm really glad they kept that scene in, yeah. um, in the movie. But they describe it as like, Peter's doing it right. Like mm-hmm. he's trying to get them to like him, right. which is the whole point. Right. <laughs> and Katniss has this like sour puss look on her face, you know? Uh, but <laughs> when they get to the Capitol, they get all cleaned up. 
They get washed, waxed, dried, all that. <laughs> all of it. And this is where we get introduced to Cinna, who helps them get dressed for the parade of the tributes uh, for all of the sponsors to see. And he's like, "You need. we need to dress you in a way to make a good impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like the whole point of this. So the parade starts, and they get whisked into the arena. This is the part that made me feel like, the Olympics. It's like the opening yeah, ceremonies like of the real. Olympics like in in ancient Greece. Yeah, <laughs> uh, in these horse drawn carriage, and uh, Katniss and Pete are in there together, and their uh, outfits start flaming because mm-hmm. they didn't really fully describe this in the movie as much. But each each uh, tribute like group district group has they kind of try to dress. Uh, symbolic of their yes. district, yeah. And so District 12 is known for coal, so she's in the book thinking like, oh, great, I'm going to be like covered in coal. But he took it, Senna took it a different way and says, well, what do you do with coal? You burn it. Mm-hmm. So he essentially puts them or lights them on fire. Not only is it a cool um, show, but it also is still indicative of their district. Yeah. And while they're getting paraded in, again, Pete is playing the game and he takes Katniss's hand and mm-hmm. they hold their hands up together, which makes the crowd go wild. Which I didn't appreciate that they gave Peta the credit for this in the movie. In the book, Cinna actually tells him, hey, grab her hand. Yeah. You gotta play the game. But like in the movie, it's like, oh yeah, Peta's not that smart. Well, and <laughs> in the book though, doesn't she actually like kiss him on the cheek at this point too? Um, I don't know if it's at this point, but she starts eventually like realizing, okay, I gotta play this game yeah. too. So we get so the tributes are all in the arena now. President, this is where we get introduced to President Snow, who doesn't really have much of a role in this first movie, like or really in the book. Yeah, and really he just kind of does this like opening ceremony, and then all of this opening speech, and then the tributes get get whisked away to their living quarters. Um, this is where I think this part in the book is where they're at dinner and a. We get introduced to a girl that they Mm -hmm. know from before. Yeah. So there's this like maid girl, I guess, who's like bringing their food. And Katniss is like, I know her. She looks familiar. And she realizes it's a girl from her district. Um, But what she doesn't realize is that she is now an AVOX, which is essentially a, um, a person who disobeyed the government and who's had their tongue cut out. So she can't talk. Um, So she then starts throughout the book. She starts realizing like, oh, I knew this girl. I actually had a chance to save this girl. I chose not to. Does that make me a bad person? Long story short, we don't get any of that. Mm -hmm. The AVOX is not introduced whatsoever in the movie. Um, Not sure why that was, but I thought that was an interesting um, thing to show to say, if you disobey the government, Mm -hmm. bad things will happen to you, which is foreshadowing for things to come. I think getting your tongue cut out would be one of the worst things. Yeah. Like, you can't talk. You can't taste anything. Like, ugh. And I'm sure doesn't feel good either. well and like i can't imagine like not having anything there like <laughs> just, <be> weird. <laughs> just a hollow cave yeah <laughs> um so yeah so we don't get any of that in the movie um but now at this point in the movie this is where they start their training so they get a couple days before the hunger games actually starts um one to train and learn things but also to basically put on a show for the sponsors and everybody else mm-hmm. involved uh But the one thing they do tell them at this point of a lot of kids in the Hunger Games don't don't get killed from somebody killing them. Right. They get killed by the exposure because not only is it people trying to kill you, 
you have fires, you're hungry, mm-hmm. you get hypothermia, all of Dive that Dive dehydration. Stuff. So it's all yeah. this. And I'm like, this sounds awful. Yep. Um, and this is where we find out actually where the higher districts, district like one through four, um, have these things called the, you know, career tributes. And you can tell. I mean, these kids are like jacked. Yeah. <laughs> Like, they do this for a living, yeah, literally. Well, and I don't think they did a very good job of explaining in the movie about how if you win for your district, like, you are a hero mm-hmm. in your district. Not only that, but you get a bunch of money. You get, mm-hmm. like, a brand new house to live in. So, like, winning this for your district not only helps you, but it helps your district, really, right. to, like, come out, you know, looking good and, and being the winning district. It's yeah, a big deal. and they don't... they. Don't really talk about that no. at all in the movie. Uh, but we do get to start getting this flashback again of when Peta and Katniss have this, like, moment back at home mm-hmm. um, with, like, Peta throwing her a loaf of burnt bread. <laughs> and it's, like, kind of this back and forth the whole time. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. I didn't appreciate it because in the book, it's literally a chapter. And I think it's, like, chapter two or three at the mm-hmm. beginning of the book. They get over it. It's like, this is what happened. This is how they met. And it's over. Yeah. And then in the movie, it's like, it pops up here. And then she remembers it over here. Yeah. And then she realizes what it means. I'm like, can we just get to the point? <laughs> yeah. Long story short, it's like she was out in the cold. Peta's family runs the bakery mm-hmm. and he saw her out there, throws her a loaf of bread to be nice, mm-hmm. but it's burnt. So she thinks he did it on purpose. Right. And so that's why she like hates him. Yeah. But then come to find out that he, he was just helping her out and it just happened to be. Well, yeah. And what you don't get in the movie is that she was trying to steal bread. Her, his mom saw, so she, he, she threw her out mm-hmm. and Peta, because he felt bad for her, essentially took a beating because he burnt the bread on accident, but really on purpose so that he could give that bread to Katniss and have an excuse to throw it away to give it to her. So what she doesn't realize is he was doing it out of the goodness of her, of his heart. But she's thinking like, why is this guy giving me burnt bread (laughs) and throwing it at me? Why don't you like PETA? Like she's the worst. He's he's so (laughs) annoying. Okay. Well, you don't get any burnt bread when you're starving. Uh, So while they're doing in the middle of their training, Hamish is actually saying like, don't show your strengths to the other, uh, to the other opponents. So like, so yeah, you, it's like this like push and pull where it's like, you want to show your strengths Mm -hmm. for the sponsors, but you also don't want to show your opponents like what you're really good at. Mm -hmm. Um, But at some point though, you have to kind of say, okay, this is what I can do. And Katniss actually like, calls PETA out and is like, actually PETA can like throw, he's like really strong and he can throw like a big yeah. heavy bag of flour. So in the training when, cause all the other kids are picking on them because they're in the poorest district. Right. PETA like grabs this giant heavy, like metal ball, like a giant kettlebell and just like throws it at that at them. So he like gets taken seriously. He's like, Oh, they're like, Oh, he's strong. Yeah. <laughs> we also come to find out that PETA is very good at painting mm-hmm. and camouflaging himself, yes. which is a very good skill to have in, in the arena. And he can basically make his skin look like tree bark, which yeah. comes into play later on. And he learned it by icing cakes at his, at yeah. his family's bakery. <laughs> so many skills. <laughs> 
Uh, we also get introduced to Rue at this time. And she's like this little girl who just is like following Katniss around. Um, I was watching this movie with boyfriend Ray and he's all about sports betting and mm-hmm. all this stuff. So he loved the part, this part where <laughs> they show you the odds, uh-huh. <laughs> like the over under on who's going to win. And poor Rue has a 60 to one odds of, of winning. Yikes. And Ray's like, I know this is really morbid, but this would be really fun to bet on. And I'm oh like, my God. you're ridiculous. They bet on literally everything. Maybe he would be in a higher um, district then because he would be like one of the like, you know, rich people. Or who the bet. poor ones. If he's not, I didn't say he was good at betting. True. I mean, <laughs> we all live in the same apartment complex. <laughs> good point. <laughs> um, but so now this, they have an actual day where they set up where they actually get to show the sponsors uh, their strengths. Not in front of like the other tributes, right. which is good. Just the sponsors. And it starts with District 1 gets to go first and so on. So by the time they get to District 12 and PETA and Katniss, these people are just like not very interested yeah. anymore. They just want to eat their pig. Right. And Hamish is like, make them remember you. You have to do something to make them remember you. And they're not paying attention. Katniss comes up and she's, you know, obviously really good at a bow and arrow. She misses her first shot. And that was like the one shot they were kind of paying attention to. So after she misses, they're like, nah, we're good. (laughs) She goes up, throws another arrow and it's a bullseye. But when she looks up, no one's watching. So to make a scene, to make them remember (laughs) you, she ends up, there's a giant pig that they are like having up there with a, with an apple in its mouth. She ends up shooting the apple that's in the pig's mouth, like dead on in front of them. And then curtsies and walks away. <laughs> she got noticed for sure. Yes. So in the book though, so it, it, I feel like in the movie, she was very much like screw these guys, like basically mm-hmm. throwing them the middle finger in the book. She's like kind of upset with herself that she did that. Well, yeah. Cause she's like, Oh crap. Like I missed my chance of like making a good impression. Yeah. I made an impression, but now they all probably think I'm such a smart ass and like, yeah. you know, don't give a crap and they're not going to want to sponsor me, essentially. Yeah, and she, like, cries and, like... But in the movie, she's like, nah, I don't care. She, like, <laughs> doesn't care about any of that. Uh, but, so after she does that, like, Effie's pissed. She's like, what are you doing? Uh, but Cinna and Hamish are like, nah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> like, we loved it. So after all of the tributes show th- their strengths to the sponsors, they then get a ranking from 1 to 12, 12 being the highest. And we find out that PETA gets an 8. Respectable. <laughs> But Katniss gets the highest score of an 11 out of all of the tributes. So at that point, she's like, all right, cool. Like, <laughs> I guess I did what, they, I, what yeah, I should have done. They think I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And this is where we hear for the very first time Katniss Everdeen, the girl on fire. So that's really become her, you know, I don't know, persona. Sure. <laughs> her brand. Her brand. Very on brand for her. <laughs> um, so at this point, though, President Snow is not happy that they scored her that high. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she's not worth it. Right. And his whole thing is that they have to have a winner to promote hope. Like, that's the whole point of these Hunger Games. But he says too much hope can be very dangerous. Mm-hmm. So he thinks by giving her such a high score... It could, it could backfire on right. them. Um, but after they do this, PETA decides he wants to train alone. He doesn't want to train with Katniss anymore. And then Katniss is all upset. I'm like, you don't even like this guy. <laughs> like, you don't even like him. <laughs> yeah, but like, they're still supposed to be like, you know, district mates. Sure. <laughs> but I mean, I think Hamish at this point makes that, makes the point of saying like, 
at some point you guys are going to have to turn on each other. Right. There can only be one winner. Or can they? <laughs> uh, so now in this whole process, uh, Caesar gets to interview all of the tributes before the Hunger Games starts. And uh, Katniss is very nervous about talking alone with him in front mm-hmm. of all these people. But they end up thinking that she's very funny. Cinna, you know, does she's- her a solid and makes her this beautiful dress that when she spins, it's on fire again. <laughs> she's super charming. Yeah, and, and he asks her about Prim, and, you know, she says that she wants to win for her, that that's what she told her that she would do. Um, so she does very well, and then Peta comes out, and he is very funny and charming mm-hmm. and endearing, and uh, Caesar ends up asking him, you know, is there a special woman back home, a special girl? And he's like, no. And then he's like, okay, well... If you win, she's definitely going to like you, you know? And he's like, well, she's here with me. And I'm like, oh, God. Dork. (laughs) What a dork. (laughs) Um, And he says that, you know, he basically, you know, admits to having a crush on Katniss. um, Ever since he first met her, which was a big deal. Um, Katniss is not having it. Um, Basically, he gets off stage and she chokes him. (laughs) And is like, what are you doing? Uh, But Hamish comes in and is like, no, like, this is a good story. We need to tell, we need this story. Yeah. He's this like, your story he's like, line. he did you a favor. Like, no right. one likes you. He's trying to make you, like, likable. Desirable, <laughs> yeah. yes. Um, so, kind of after this, Katniss and Peeta kind of talk and make up and everything's hunky-dory. Um, in the book, they actually get into, like, another fight, don't they? Or do they make up before the Hunger Games? I think they do, because they have this similar conversation at the in the roof of their, yeah. wherever they're staying. And, yeah, they have a similar conversation where he's like, you know, if I do end up dying in these games, like, I just want to die as myself. Like, I don't want yeah. the games to change me. Mm-hmm. And she's, she doesn't understand it. She's like, why would the games change you? Like, you yeah. are who you are. Not realizing that the games really have that ability to, because right. you're killing other humans like you know so yeah they they do really like i wouldn't say they fully make up but they at least are on good terms (laughs) uh but now it's game time it's ready the hunger games to start it's game time and hamish tells katniss this is like his last piece of advice like don't run straight so how it's all set up is that all of the tributes will be surround or they will be surrounding this giant cornucopia Mm -hmm. that has supplies and food and everything that they will help them yeah weapons things like that all of it so when the big bell goes off or when it starts you have to make the decision do you run into the middle with all of these other people to grab supplies or do you run the other way and Hamish tells her, like, do not run into the middle. It is a bloodbath. Yep. A bunch of people die right at that point. And he says, run and find water, which is like the best advice he's given them the whole time. Right. <laughs> really the only advice right. he's given them. <laughs> right. So they, they're basically get on this like spaceship thing to fly to the arena. They get this like giant tracker put mm-hmm. into them, uh, which basically, you know, can tell everyone where they are and if they're still alive. Uh, but so they're, just about to, you know, go into the arena and Cinna's there, gives her a jacket um, and he actually puts the Mockingjay pin on her because they're not supposed to have really anything. Yeah. This scene, sorry, it's um, it's a future movie, but like I'm just having traumatic like memories of this specific scene in the, the future movies. I don't want to talk about it right now, but like it's bringing back really bad. Like, okay, well, this one's not 
bad. So no, this fine. one's good. This one's good. Uh, but he does tell her, like, I would bet on you. If he could bet. If he could bet, he would bet on her. Uh, so she gets into this giant tube thing and uh, it takes them up into the arena. We see the cornucopia um, in the middle. The crazy thing is, it's like they're on these, um, like, uh, lifted, like, circle things, mm-hmm. I guess. But if you step too early, the mines will go off and you'll be blown, blown to right. bits. I'm like, God, it's already like <laughs> tense as enough. it is. Right. And you're like, shit, I can't like go until you absolutely tell me right. I have to go. It's it's intense. Um, but it's go time. It's go time. The They do this like really dramatic, like 60 second countdown. Mm-hmm. And then we don't even get like a a bell or anything yeah. because the, the scene goes silent. Which I think was actually kind of cool. It was cool. Uh, what we don't get, though, in the book, um, when they're all standing there, Katniss is kind of doing, like, a survey of all the other people and trying to come up with her plan of, like, okay, what do I need to go? I need to grab something, but what do I need? And she does see a bow and arrow, and she's like, that's my one thing. That's the thing I need. Unfortunately, as she's doing her survey, she sees PETA mm-hmm. and, for whatever reason, gets distracted by him. So when the horn or whatever goes off, mm-hmm. she misses her chance, so she has to go for something else, yeah. which we didn't really get in the movie, but I thought that no, was interesting. No, because in the movie, we do see her lock eyes with PETA, and he just tells her, like, no, like, yeah. don't. Don't go. And so we see Peter run off and he's going, he doesn't even try to go into the middle at all. Uh, Katniss like thinks about it. And then she like sees a bunch of people getting killed. Uh, But she does end up running inside and she ends up getting like a small bag and like takes off. Yeah. But she like gets like knives thrown at her and it's like, very close call. Well, yeah, like you said, it's a it's a full blown bloodbath because yeah. like the people that are stupid enough to go in are getting killed by those career tributes right. who are trained to kill. Yes, uh, but we also start hearing the cannons. My dog Abby did not like the mm. cannons. Mm. Every time the cannon went off, she started barking. And then the next day was Fourth of July. It was a really uh, rough weekend yeah. for, for her between the cannons and the fireworks. <laughs> um, but yeah, every time a tribute dies, this giant cannon goes off. So they know that someone has died. And we then see, we, so we hear like a bunch of cannons mm. right away because so many people have died. Uh we see Katniss starting to like try to make different booby traps in the woods. Um, she's eating, I think squirrels or something that she's managed to catch. She ends up climbing up into the trees for shelter. And we then find out that there's cameras in these trees as mm-hmm. well. Uh, so they're looking at them at all times. It's like big brother. Yes. <laughs> but way more intense. But way worse. <laughs> Speaking of big brother comes back this yes. week. Yes. So excited. Uh, so every night, though, um, there is basically a tribute to the fallen tributes. Mm-hmm. There's this like PowerPoint slide that goes up. <laughs> PowerPoint <laughs> yeah. slide. I'm assuming that's what they used <laughs> in, the, in the sky. Um, Super high tech. <laughs> yep. And it shows all of the tributes that have died that day. So we find out that on the very first day, there's 13 gone in the first. Oh, I thought it was 11. In the movie, it's 13. Oh, maybe I was wrong then. Uh, gone in the first eight hours. But in the book, it might might be 11. True. Who knows? Uh, in, so in the first eight hours, like, boom, half of the people are gone. Crazy. Which is good. The, the, the thing that they do or the benefit of this to the tributes is like, okay, now I can see who's left, who's, who's still in mm-hmm. so that I can kind of p- plan accordingly. Because yeah. The way that this is, it's like you really have to think on your feet because mm-hmm. anything can come at you at any point. Right. So it's like surveying who's still there. You can kind of make plans for what to do next. Oh, the PTSD. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. So we do find out that these career tri- tributes have formed an alliance together, which I'm like, okay, I guess that's 
probably smart. Yeah. Um, but we do see that PETA has actually joined this alliance. Frickin' um, PETA. But because Katniss actually sees them. And then Peta kind of goes off, but and she overhears the rest of them talking about how they're only using him to find her. Mm-hmm. So once they find her, they're going to kill him, right. basically. Uh, we do see, like, this giant control room, too, with, like, all these, like... Very interesting. Very, very, like... Uh, like, these people are just, like, controlling every aspect mm-hmm. of this game. And we find out, because Katniss, like, gets really far away from everybody else like she is almost to the edge of the arena and so they decide that they need to do something to get her close back to the game so they start a fire to push her closer Mm -hmm. to the rest of them uh she does get away from the fire but she does get end up getting hit by a fireball (laughs) but here's my thing though if we're talking about entertainment value Mm -hmm. take away the whole like awful thing about kids killing kids right entertainment value i would be really annoyed if the person that i bet on got hit by hit and killed by a fireball from someone <laughs> up above like you know what i mean like i'd be pissed i'd be like that has nothing to do with the rest maybe, of the tribute. maybe they're allowed maybe they are capable of like doing just enough but like they their stuff doesn't actually kill the tributes like the fireball would never actually kill her it would just like maim her <laughs> And that's what it does. But you know what I mean? I'd be pissed. Yeah, no, for sure. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so she's badly burned and she ends up getting, she's in like the river or whatever. And the Alliance ends up finding her. Mm -hmm. What I, something I wanted to point out in the book, because I feel like it's much more detailed in the book, right from the get go, she forgets that like, oh crap, I don't have water. Yeah. And like has to go in search of water. She spends, mm-hmm. I think a day and a half without it. She's extremely dehydrated. And like, mm-hmm. she's like trying to find her way, which again, for, you know, time's sake, probably they didn't include. But another thing I kind of wanted to point out is like, at what point did these career tributes decide Katniss was like the one to go for? Right. Like why? Maybe because of the, the, the 11. Ranking. Yeah. Maybe the 11 ranking, but I'm like, she was really unassuming up until this point. Yeah. And like, they're all like, okay, we're going to go for her. We're going to go for blood. Yeah. <laughs> whatever um so yes they end up finding her and she as she's running away she ends up climbing up into a tree and i thought it was very interesting when we were watching it because they're like you know we got her and they like shoot a bow and arrow up there and they miss Mm -hmm. and i'm like and they're like oh man we can't get her and then one of the guys like tries to climb up and he falls and he's like man we can't get her i was like why don't you just walk around the other side of the tree what do you mean? Like the girl shoots from one angle. Oh. <laughs> like because there's... the girl clearly can't use a bow and arrow. Like it's evident. Like they're not going to get her with the bow and arrow and they can't climb this tree. Apparently. But she only tries once though. I'm like, just walk around, try a different angle, you know? And then, cause then Peter's like, well, why don't we just wait till she has to come down at some point. Right. And they're like, okay. So, but here's my thing. Their whole, their whole purpose to have Peter in the, in the Alliance mm-hmm. is to find Katniss and then they're going to kill him. Right. They found Katniss and they <laughs> let him live. The second I had her up in the tree, yeah. I'd be like, see ya. I don't need like, you anymore. Yeah, you're you're good. You're right. good as toast to me, so. <sighs> anyway, so this whole time, so she's up in this tree, she, her burn on her thigh, which I think in the book it's her calf. Yeah. But it's up on her upper thigh in the movie. It's like really, really badly burned. She's having a hard time with it. And so... 
We end up seeing, though, because the cameras obviously are catching everything, and Hamish sees this. And so he, we see, then see him start campaigning to mm-hmm. all of the different sponsors to help her out. And while she's up there, this little, like, parachute of love <laughs> comes in, um, and it has ointment that will help her burn, mm-hmm. basically heal her burn. Can we just talk about, like, the setup in, her, in the tree? Because in mm-hmm. the book, they describe how she, like, basically, like, Ties herself to the tree yes. with her um, her sleeping bag and, like, puts her bag in the sleeping... Like, she's got a yes. full-blown, like, like nice setup yes. for sleeping in a tree, essentially. Right. In the movie, she doesn't even have a sleeping bag. No, she's just, like, up there. Yeah. Uh, but she gets very comfortable in that tree. Trees are where she's at. Uh, so, a little different between book and movie is this next thing that happens. So, she's up in this tree... And she then hears, so the, the tributes down below have fallen asleep. Mm-hmm. In the book, they don't fall asleep. They're not asleep when this happens. Mm, I think they are. Because it, it takes a while. Like, it, she re- recognizes, well, the thing that happens is yeah. we see Rue. And yes. Rue gives her a heads up, like, hey, there's a hive in your tree right and she realizes oh i can cut this down yeah. and, you know whatever in the book she first goes to do it and they're still awake then she waits and it she out like, and she like masks the sound of the sawing yeah from the from like from the, the cannon yes. yeah the, the point yeah exactly <laughs> so she has to wait it out so yes. eventually they are asleep oh, okay. when she does it similar to the movie so yeah but in the movie I mean, she cuts this thing down, no problem. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> with a freaking knife? Yeah. Like, so what she's cutting down is this giant nest. It looks like a hornet's nest, mm-hmm. but it's actually full of tracker jackers. And which Vengeful are, little things. Right. They're basically murder hornets, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and if you get stung by them, they cause hallucinations, really bad reactions. And if you get stung by a lot of them, just like regular bees, mm-hmm. you can die. So she ends up cutting down this nest that Rue pointed out to her and it falls down to the Alliance down below and it ends up killing one of the girls. I think it's the district one girl. Yeah. It ends up killing and the rest of them all, you know, obviously run away from this. Important to note, Rue was in the tree next Mm -hmm. to Katniss, um, basically knew how to heads up. So she left before the tracker jackers went everywhere. Yes. And Katniss does get stung a couple of times while she Mm -hmm. is cutting down cutting down the nest. So she comes down the tree because everyone's gone. She ends up grabbing the bow and arrow from the girl who died, who, she looks real. It's a real bad way to go. Real bad way. Um, don't they in the book is don't they like talk about how like the spaceship comes down and like takes them yes. takes them away? We don't see that at all. Yeah, apparently it wasn't in the budget. No, <laughs> the spaceship did not come back to get the bodies. Um, but anyway, so Katniss grabs the bow and arrow, but she's like hallucinating at this point mm-hmm. because of the stings. Um, and but then she sees Peta running towards her and is telling her to like run because they're coming to get yeah. her. He's like, "What are you still doing here? Yeah, like, go!" You know. Um, but during her hallucinations, we do see. Um, uh, the scene of when her dad was killed in the mining explosion. Not exactly sure why we they needed to add that here. Just threw that right in. Yeah, it was very <laughs> weird. Um, but then the next thing we see is she like passes out and then 
She wakes up and she has these like leaves all over her stings. Come to find out Rue found her and mm-hmm. helped her out and that she's been asleep for a couple days. Yeah. Like how did that happen? I don't know, man. <laughs> these tracker jackers are no joke. <laughs> no. So she's totally, she was totally passed out for a long time, but little, little nice Rue helped her out. So cute. Uh, we then find out that while she was sleeping, the Alliance has basically made a camp mm-hmm. at the cornucopia with all of the supplies. Yeah. With basically a mound of supplies. Genius. And, right. <laughs> and so Rue and Katniss end up hatching this plan to, 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 mm-hmm. to get rid of it. Yeah. And so their plan is to basically start a bunch of fires because I, I did miss this at one point, like the first night, some girl like starts a fire to keep warm. You know what the best way to tell people where you are? Start a freaking fire right. and she gets killed right away. Right. So they think if they start these fires, the Alliance will come and try to find them at these fires. That'll be a distraction. Yes. And that it'll leave the uh, supply mound, mm-hmm. you know, un unmanned. Yeah. Something else to know um, in the book uh Katniss discovers these glasses sunglasses that Mm -hmm. she thinks in her pack um and she's like okay well what am I gonna use these for when she meets up with Rue Rue actually tells her they're not sunglasses they're night vision goggles Mm. which come into play quite a bit in the book it is not used at all in the movie which I thought was interesting yeah I was like that's actually really um like resourceful and like useful so I don't know why they didn't put that in there but interesting (laughs) but so when they are hatching this plan they also come up with their Mockingjay signal so not only do we now have the Mockingjay pin Mm -hmm. we now get the famous whistle that neither of us can do (laughs) we won't do it again so basically a Mockingjay is if you whistle a tune the Mockingjay will whistle it back and that is basically to tell them that the other one is okay. Mm-hmm. That's their signal that they have come up with. So they start all these fires and Katniss is, or Rua set these fires. Mm-hmm. Katniss's job is to be at the camp where all the supplies are. The Alliance then leaves to go check on these fires and they only leave one person behind to guard all these supplies. Uh, while she's there watching him, another girl, girl randomly comes up um, to take stuff and the boy chases her. So now mm-hmm. no one is there. Right. She does this cute little like hop situation, yes. which tells Katniss, oh, it's not completely unmanned. There's actually mines that could go off if right. I try to walk in. So Katniss being the genius she is, mm-hmm. she decides, hey, it's not smart for me to... I want to know what her plan was actually before to, this. Before yeah, this, totally. To blow it up. Yeah. Because maybe set another fire. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Because we come to find out that there is a bag of hanging apples there. So Katniss ends up shooting the bag of apples with her bow and arrow. They all fall onto the landmines and blows up the thing. I'm like, there's no way you knew about these landmines. Right. And there's no way you knew that there was going to be a bag of apples. Right. What was the plan, Katniss? Exactly. Like I said, you have to think on your feet. It just worked out in her favor in this <laughs> <I guess case. laughs> So she ends up running back into the woods after it's done to to give the signal to Rue. And then we hear Rue screaming. And this is why I'm a little upset that they didn't add the thing about the girl, the Avox girl. Mm. Because Katniss is a little bit haunted that she never helped that girl in True. the past. True. At this point, it's basically coming around again. She's hearing Rue crying out for help. And in this game, 
why would you go help someone? You know, but at this point she decides she's going to go help her out because she helped her with this plan Mm -hmm. and for what happened in the past. And Katniss gets her out of, of this net that she's stuck in. Uh, But a boy comes up and throws a spear. And at the same time, Katniss shoots him with an arrow and kills him. And unfortunately though, Rue is hit with the spear. And it's like this gut-wrenching scene. So sad. Because Rue ends up dying, but Katniss sits with her until she dies and sings to her. And it's really, really sad. Super sad. Um, side note, the boy who with the spear who shoots him mm-hmm. um, is the main character in that show, The Boys, that we watch. Oh, <laughs> I didn't recognize him. Oh, we had to stop the movie because I was like, that's that's Huey from um, The Boys. <laughs> and Boyfriend is like, no, it's not. And I was like, let me Google it. <laughs> And I was correct. I mean, his face is pretty recognizable. Yeah, so. I thought so. Um, so after Rue dies, uh, Katniss ends up laying a bunch of flowers all around her body and, you know, giving her a nice, like, resting place. Mm-hmm. Um, we remember that, you know, everyone is watching this. Right. So Rue's family is is seeing this. And at this point, Katniss then throws up, you know, the three-finger sign of solidarity to the camera. And then we see District 11, where Rue is from, just lose their crap. Yeah. And they riot, and they're super pissed yeah. about the whole thing. That doesn't happen in the book. They no. do not riot. The only thing that does happen, um, she ends up, Katniss ends up getting bread as one of her, like, items. Uh, come to find out that his... Rue's family is the one that sent it to yes. her as like a thank you for doing what you did. Right. And it's also interesting because it comes into play a little bit later about what she did for Rue from the boy from District mm-hmm. 11. I want to know how he saw How did he see this? <laughs> how did he know this? I don't know. <laughs> like, well, in the book, I think he overhears the conversation with the girl. So okay. I'm going to assume it's the same in the movie. <laughs> sure. um, but we see now that Katniss is like totally losing her cool. Like, not a, like she's yeah. just not okay. Uh, and then we see that now the master of ceremonies, the guy with the weird beard, wants... <laughs> To kill Katniss. Like, he, they're like, this is not okay. Yeah. Like. She's doing too much. She's doing too much. We need, to, we, she needs to go. She needs to get voted off the island. <laughs> they are the producers. That's, that's the, this the master of ceremonies are the producers. Yeah. They're the ones telling the bachelorette she needs to keep the toxic people in. Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, but at the same time, Hamish is trying to talk to them about giving people someone to root for. Like, that's what you want. Like, mm-hmm. this is the entertainment value. Um, and what we what she can give you is the young love and the underdog story that everybody loves. Right. So the next thing we hear is that they have announced that for the very first time, they will, they will allow two people to win as long as they come from the same district. And at this point, Katniss and Peta, I think, are the only two still alive at least in the movie that are from the same district i think in the book there was one other i think district two's people were both still alive so at this point at this point katniss is like oh crap okay let me go find Peta because now we can really work (laughs) together um she ends up finding Peta down by the riverbed completely camouflaged (laughs) in the rocks i'm like where are you getting this paint from (laughs) so um but we find out that he has been cut really badly with a sword um so his plan was to just hide out as long as he could uh, they end up finding a cave to hide in. Um, and 
at the same time, Katniss is still like, all right, we got to play this game. Mm -hmm. So she ends up really hamming it up for the cameras (laughs) and she kisses PETA in the hopes that someone will send them medicine Mm -hmm. for his cuts. Um, And unfortunately, poor Gail sees it because it's on camera. Um, But it works and they do end up getting, well, it kind (laughs) of works. It kind of works. They get a parachute thinking, oh God, thanks. And then it ends up being soup from Hamish. And he was like, you call that a kiss in the note? (laughs) Which I love. It's like, you know, you give me and I'll give you. Right. And a peck is not going to get you much. <laughs> right. Um, so, but then at this point, PETA ends up say- telling her that he's he really cares about her and how much, you know, she means to him. And um, so anyway, so yeah, they, they ham it up even yeah. more. And she kisses him and for she real. she fully kisses yeah. him at this point. We then hear that the next day that there will be a feast at the cornucopia and that the at this feast will be something that everybody needs. So at this point, everyone is in need of something and mm-hmm. they can find it at this feast. PETA tells her, like, don't go. Like, don't go. Yeah, because she's thinking it's going to be the medicine for PETA. Right. And so she's like, and this is, again, this is where they have their real, real kiss. Mm-hmm. And she decides to say, she's like, all right, PETA, like, I'll stay for you. Psych. It's like the second she falls asleep, she leaves. Mm. <laughs> She's like, I don't care what you have. To I don't. Say. I can't remember if they did this in the movie. Did they like? Because um, in the book, Hamish sends her like sleeping pills to mm. give to Peta to knock him out so that she can leave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they didn't really do that in the no, movie. No, that would have been way funnier than totally. Because he's movie. like, I'm not going to give you the medicine you need, but I'm going to give you sleeping pills so you can knock him out so that you can go get the right. medicine. <laughs> well, and it's funny though. It's like Hamish, why aren't you just sending them with? <laughs> what they need well the medicine they need is like super expensive True, so yeah. the sponsors would have had to spend a, you yeah. know, an arm and a leg so katniss is at the cor- <laughs> no pun intended no pun intended uh so katniss is at the cornucopia now and there's bags with each number of the district from whose bag that they need so katniss runs to go grab hers and she gets this is where she gets in a fight with the creepy girl from mm-hmm. from the orphan and <laughs> uh, so she gets in a fight with this girl the boy and she's this girl has her pinned down. Like Katniss yeah. is in not a good situation at yeah. this point. And the boy from District 11, where Rue was fun- from, ends up killing that girl who's attacking Katniss and basically tells her like, 12, this is one time. This is what you did for Rue. Yeah, this is for Rue. And then I was like, how did you know about Rue? Who told you? I think he overheard. We're just going to go with that. We're going to go with that. Uh, So, but she ends up getting the bag. There is the medicine for his cuts and her cuts. And it's like this miracle medicine and they're healed. Which I thought was interesting because in the book, it's like a shot that she just gives him. And it's like just for him. Whereas in the movie, it's like ointment that he puts on his leg and she puts over her eye because she has a gash. He he does the very um, like Simba. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because you know not. they're in love. <laughs> yes. Um, so they're they're healed. Their their wounds are healed. Yeah, I need some of that medicine. Yes. What? Could you get so many sword wounds? You never know. <laughs> I have a puppy wound. I have arm. a yeah. I have a puppy bruise on my <laughs> leg. So at this point, there's only five left uh, in the Hunger Games. So we're getting down to it. And Peta and and Katniss are the only team left. So they're out there hunting. They've kind of split up at this point while they're hunting. Mm-hmm. And Katniss hears a cannon go off. Yeah. And she's like, oh, crap. They got PETA. Yeah. And so she runs trying to find PETA. And she finds him alive with a handful of berries. What are those called again? Ugh, I forget. 
like night nightshade or something weird. Oh, like n- n- night wolf. I want yeah, for some reason I want to call it night wolf. <laughs> it's these berries that are poison. I mean, growing up in the Northwest, there's wild berries everywhere, mm-hmm. and they're always like, "Don't eat the berries. Like you can die from the berries." Yeah. So, um, I felt right at home in that scene. <laughs> but anyways, come to find out that there was a girl who was following Peta who ended up eating the berries that he was picking, and it killed her. Mm-hmm. So that's she what was the thinking was for. like. If he's going to eat them, they must be good. They must right. be fine. So uh, what I liked in the book in this point, um, the reason that they split up is because they're going to hunt. So like mm-hmm. Katniss can kill, kill some animals for them. And PETA is so heavy footed that he's making a bunch of noise <laughs> yeah. and scaring all the, the, the animals away. And she's like, maybe you should like go look for Barry. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, okay. <laughs> Which I really, really like. Again, I wish they could have, would have kept yeah. that in the, in the book, in the movie. Uh, so now we're in this, in the control room again. And they're not okay with what's happening. And so they decide to put the, in my notes, I have it, the bear lions. Because that's what they look like, these bear lions. But they call them the mutts, right? I put rabbit animals. Yes. Um, They put these giant mutt rabbit animal things into the arena. And we then hear another cannon go off. So now there's only three left. It's them. It's PETA, Katniss, and Kato from District 1. And... And those lion, the bear lion things that they put in the muds end up chasing PETA and Katniss straight into the cornucopia, right Mm -hmm. into the front. And they jump on top of it for safety. And that's where Kato is also uh, hiding out. So he's up there and they fight. And Kato, he he holds his own for a two-on-one situation. Sure. You know, until he doesn't. Right. (laughs) Uh, He ends up choking PETA. Uh, Katniss hits his... um, Hits his hand with, because at one point, Cato has him like in a chokehold, mm-hmm. Peta in a chokehold. And he's like, all right, if you kill me, he's going over with me. Right. So what are you going to do? So she shoots him in the arrow with a, with, hit in the hand with an arrow. Genius. Genius. And it causes him to fall into the mutts that are down below. Mm-hmm. And he's like screaming bloody murder. And he's not dead yet. And Katniss ends up putting him out of his misery and shoots him with an arrow to kill him. Uh, This scene is a little different in the book. Um, So when they run away from the mutts, originally they... They're the ones to get to the cornucopia first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Cato comes out of like the woods or whatever. Um, the mutts in the book are actually the other tributes. So they have mm, created yes. them into these rabbit animals, essentially. So as they're like going after them, she sees the faces of the other, mm-hmm. like even Rue is there. And so it's like even more intense. Yeah. Um, and then the scene where, you know, he falls into the, uh, the, the mutts that actually lasts like almost a full day in the book. Like he is basically, cause he has this like body armor on. Mm -hmm. So they really can only get at his like face and his hand. So they're like just going at him. Eventually Katniss is like, okay, I'm going to have to go put him out of his misery. Cause if he doesn't die, this will just keep going. We have to have victors. So yeah, it's, it's much more, um, she gives him a solid 20 seconds. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is in my opinion, much more of a, um, nice thing to do than to wait a whole day. Could you imagine, like, no. if your kid was the one that was that you needed to watch that? No, Ugh, awful. So Cato's dead. So now it's over. They won. They are the two winners from the same district. Psych. <laughs> they then hear that they have now changed the rules again, and that there will no longer be two victors. That there can only be one. 
good luck i was like rude yeah (laughs) like really rude so of course uh you know the martyr that Peta is he's like all right i'll die like it's fine you can kill me and katniss is like no like this isn't right like i think katniss would just let him die like in if she really wanted to but she really wanted to stick it to the man totally (laughs) so she's like all right i still have these berries these poisonous berries trust me on this let's eat these together and we will die together Mm -hmm. um but right before they do it they hear that oh wait 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 no you guys have won they stop it and they do (laughs) award them as being winners together because they would much rather have winners than no winners at all and they don't want to be outwitted so they're like okay we'll take the reins back in you can both win right uh so the ship comes finally back and (laughs) takes them away uh to the capital and the capital's not happy with what they did they're really upset about what happened uh we do see them at an interview with caesar again and that they keep having to play this love story up like Mm -hmm. just because it's over they have to like still maintain this story um, so it's very like awkward and uncomfortable, right. <laughs> uh, but then they get on a train and they go home as heroes and we see that PETA still wants to keep up this act. Like Katniss is kind of like over it at this point. Yeah. Um, but he's not ready to let it go. Cause he's actually really in love with her. Yeah. Uh, and the last thing we, we see is president snow back at the Capitol and he's not happy, not happy at all. And that's the end of. The first movie. Yeah. The book has a few additional things um, that aren't mentioned. Uh, right after the games, Pete actually goes into surgery because mm-hmm. of his leg. He ends up having to get a prosthetic leg. They show it at the interview at the end of mm-hmm. the um, games, I guess. Um, another thing is... Um, he's fully intact in the movie. Yeah, he's fully intact in the movie. Uh, another thing, like as you mentioned, you know, he's still trying to play this act up or keep this up while he realizes in the book that Katniss really was hamming it up for the sake like Mm -hmm. he thinks that it's very much one-sided and she doesn't really love him so he's like really pissed at her at the end of the book too so a couple things that they chose not to talk about i guess in the movie (laughs) but do you think that the movie stayed true to the book yes actually i I think think so pretty consistently if i if i were to say yeah i thought so too uh book or movie for number one um i gotta go book uh there's a lot more description i really like when you get like the first book in a series because it really does Mm -hmm. a good job of like developing the story and the characters and like Mm -hmm. really the 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 world that they're living in and stuff like that the movie does a really really good job i just think that the book did a better job i'm also gonna go with the book uh opposite of what for so for with harry potter harry potter is such like so whimsical because i went with the first movie Mm -hmm. in harry potter because when you were reading it, you just wanted to see it. Yeah. You wanted to see Hogwarts and everything. Mm-hmm. Here, when I was reading the book, it's very well described. You can picture it. Yeah. And part of me is like, I don't want to see some of this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that makes so, sense. So, I, I mean, as as good as I thought the movie was, I thought it, they did a great job mm-hmm. um, in this adaptation. I still got to go with the book just because it gave you a little bit more and you were still able to envision everything. Yeah, for sure. 
All right, that's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Movie Girls. You can also email us at themoviegirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. We have a couple levels for you. Our rom-com level gets you episodes 24 hours ahead. You also get access to our Karen reviews. And then our drama level gets you everything I already mentioned. You get a sticker for joining. You get a shout out in a future episode. And you also get access to our bonus content, including our movie serials, which we've got the Firefly Lane series, as well as Behind Her Eyes series on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the movie girls. And up next, we're going to continue with, I want to say just the Hunger Games too, but it's <laughs> Catching Fire, yes, uh, which is the second book in the series and the second movie in the series. Yep. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.